Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are our parents, our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. I'm Erin Mitchell. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about three mistakes that you and your partner could be making that could be getting your relationship off center and keeping you from connecting. I like it. Oh, good. Thanks. What do you like about it? <laughs> I like... I'm Stephen, I'm shocked you came up with a good idea. That's what I heard. That... I, One of the mistakes is being condescending to your partner. <laughs> okay. I think it's worth noting here at the outset, we started off like this. I may or may not have forgotten to have pulled my microphone up before we started. And Steven can't get over so, it. No. So this was it. So everything is set up. I turn to Aaron and I'm like, are you ready? And she is sitting there eager and ready. She has a little notebook and a pen that she, you know, keeps while we do this. Cause she writes down ideas. She's got her notebook. She's got her pen and she's just like, you bet I'm ready. <laughs> but the microphone is like eh, two feet away from her face. And I'm like, I think you might, you know, need that. And she's like, Oh yeah, sorry. That is basically our relationship in 35 seconds. I loved the eagerness. I really did. <laughs> I loved it. Always be prepared. That's my <laughs> motto. Okay, can we go? We can. We can. So, what the, here? What are three mistakes that you and your partner might be making that's causing some uh, some less than desirable relationship harmony? Um, I'm going to list them for you, and then we're going to discuss them. Great. So, first is expecting perfection. Second, focusing on everything that is not working. And the third is seeing your partner as your rival rather than your teammate. I feel like you just did all of these three things to me. <laughs> <laughs> just like in the... You expected in, me to be perfectly ready, so I forgot the microphone. Uh-huh. You only focused on my microphone, not... What you were doing wrong, right? Yeah. And then you were like, you're not ready. You're not. You're not here for the podcast. So, so I, you know what? The, I think the thing is, is if it, if it wasn't true, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. But in this instance, all those things were true. Can I point out something else? <laughs> what? I feel like I could have done all three of these things to you. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, I can move past it. Please. I thank said, you. I asked you to, and then I didn't, I'm, I'm moving on. It's a little chippy. It's a little chippy show today. I think. I don't know what that means. Well, it means we're, we're kind of, we're chirping. We're chippy. We're kind of, you know, like you did this. No, you did this. Like, is that an expression? Chippy? I, I don't know. Okay. Yes, <laughs> it is. Chippy being chippy kind of like being rivals kind of not being a podcast team i'm ready teammate put me in coach here we go oh my goodness oh my goodness so these are three things that could be happening expecting perfection focusing on everything that's not working and seeing your partner as your rival not your teammate um 
all things that Aaron made me feel <laughs> at the head of at the opening of this podcast. But what what do we mean by this? So we'll give you a little we'll give you a little case example of how this might shake out uh, for couples. Uh, maybe it'll shake out this way for you as well. So, um, Greg and Rich, they've been together for twelve years. They have three kids, four, seven, and eleven. And Greg works full-time as a teacher, and Rich works full-time staying at home with the kids. Uh, and Rich understandably feels like he has a lot going on most days. And one of the ways he keeps everything running smoothly is using a family calendar to organize the kids' school events, social outings, and the family social life. And he also has a separate meal calendar that he uses to map out meals. And kind of if, if he's cooking or if Greg is cooking, so kind of who the, re- the meal responsibility falls to. Uh, for that day. And not infrequently, Greg will work late later than expected um, on an evening that he's responsible for the dinner, and he'll order something out and bring it home. And this can be frustrating for Rich because, you know, he's coordinated meals with grocery shopping. And when Greg skips the cooking, you know, part of the dinner just goes for takeout. Um, that means that he doesn't use the food that he's brought and it feels to rich, like he's not sticking to the plan and not respecting the hard work that rich has done to keep the meals organized and on budget. Now for Greg, Greg thinks, you know, that, so that's one instance, one kind of place where they get stuck. So another instance where Greg and rich find that they uh, get stuck is, you know, Greg thinks that rich does a great job of keeping the household moving and the kids seem to be thriving And at the same time, Greg feels that Rich can be a bit rigid and the kids miss out on some of the spontaneity of life, or it can feel that, you know, sticking to the routine takes precedent over emotional needs the kids may have. And, and like one of the times of the, of the day and the week that Greg feels that this really happens, um, is when everyone's trying to get out the door, uh, for school in the morning. And Greg feels that Rich is a bit uh, like a drill sergeant in the morning. And if one of the kids is stressed about trying to, you know, get their shoes on or find their backpack um, and needs some more emotional support to make it through those anxious moments, Greg feels that Rich ignores that need and that he then has to step in and try to, you know, he's always talking to Rich about, like, yeah, you're being too robotic. You need to loosen up. And he has this feeling that Rich is not emotionally as savvy or aware as he is. Um, and it feels like this is a thing that keeps, keeps coming up. And so, you know, here's, you know, these two scenarios happening. And, you know, Greg's not keeping the meal schedule. Rich is not being more emotion, as emotionally attuned as Greg thinks that he should be. And in the, in the kind of the course of their relationship, what they feel is that they're beginning, they're kind of working against one another trying to balance the other out and trying to quote unquote, fix the mistakes that are being made. And in this way, Greg and Rich can end up feeling like they are in a tug of war with each other rather than feeling like they're working as a team, supporting one another and allowing one another's strengths to shine. That's a scenario that could be happening in, in, you know, kind of in your relationship, Obviously, Aaron's doing it in our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think those are highly relatable just from our own experiences, Mm -hmm. um, but from what we hear from couples, too. So I think this would be a good opportunity. So maybe it's not getting out um, the door. Maybe it's not the calendar. Maybe it is. Because, again, I do think that those are high stress things. Yeah. Yeah. 
But think about what the things are for you. Yeah. What, where are maybe those points of irritation? Because I think what, what I'm hearing here are like... Well, there are there, those moments where you feel like your partner's not doing it right or those moments where it feels like you, you're you're just always they're not being they're not doing kind of the routine perfectly or or they're like you're just more aware or more sensitive of the things that they're doing wrong and then the kind of the net result is you just feel like man we're not I th- you know. I think a way to think about this for yourself is what you just said which is like maybe it is like what do I think my partner does wrong yeah or I think what I was thinking um is what is something I feel like I have to make up for yeah. in yeah. you? Like what, sure. what is something that feels like um, costs me about mm-hmm. your, about yeah. you? <laughs> because you're this way, I have to, blank. you know, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's, a, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a good, good, uh, good way into that question. Because these things can turn into um, fights, arguments, oh, major yeah. conflict. But I do think if we're talking about them like this, where we're looking at them on paper, like maybe you really do fill out the, when you do blank, it makes me feel like I have to blank. Right. Th- and that costs me blank. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're looking at it. And then it's not quite so in our bodies and heated. Um, so I think maybe you know, yeah. for yourself, just yeah, thinking yeah. about that, looking at it. Yeah. Because I mean, I think ideally, you know, how, how these things should work is that, you know, there's a spirit of collaboration between you and your partner. You have goodwill towards your partner. Uh, you appreciate uh, them for their differences and what they bring to the relationship. And in that whole experience, the collective experience is a feeling of like, you know, we are a team, you know, we're, we're doing this together. Um, but oftentimes that's not the way things go. Um, or maybe I, maybe I shouldn't say oftentimes. I think, I think for a lot of you know, couples, they, they get along, they, they love each other, but then they have these moments of really feeling disconnected that feel really intense, feel really hard. And it seems to um, really feel the, fill the space. Yeah. Um, I, think I should say it makes the distance feel really far. Yes. Um, like maybe it was all week kind of fine, but this makes it feel like, ugh. right. Right. It, we're, we're not fine. Yeah. Um, and you're not fine. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm fine. (laughs) There's nothing wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so, and, and so I think the reason that, that couples get into these places is because. You mean why they don't work. Yeah. 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 It's because life and being parents is stressful. And when people are stressed, they respond to one another in stressed ways. Um, And that what begins to happen is we become very, very, very focused on how can I make all of this feel better and my my partner isn't helping with that. Um, yes. So I, I think how I would say that, well, I, I liked that. What I would add to that, I think, I mean, is I think that these three things you brought up, the right. three- Perfectionism, um, seeing everything that seeing is not working, mm-hmm. seeing the problem all the time, and, and then feeling like you're rivals. Right. I think um, those are protective strategies, all three of them. So I think someone who expects... A protective strategy for against what or what, from what? Well, I think that that's really story dependent. I think um, if I'm going to point fingers, and I am, <laughs> I think that you, I would say, trend towards expecting perfection. Oh, I most certainly. That, well, and so I think that this is a good question. So uh, kind of in the, how do you... How do you f- fix this kind of scenario. So I, th- I okay. think we're, 
I think we're jumping into that. Well, I think, in a way. Okay. Well, so before we do that, I think, but I think why they don't work is because we have these woundings. There, there are ways we try to protect ourselves when we are feeling stressed or when we are feeling hurt or when we are feeling like there's something, a problem. Right. Um, and we, and, um, in those places we go into old ways of, Right. Or you just wanted to use like a personal example about me or something. I feel, I feel like. No, I'm just trying to say that's why they don't work. I don't think anyone chooses this. I don't think that you're, um, expect perfection because. It's really works out for me. Cause you really like that. Yeah. And I don't think that I like, uh, I think I would trend. Okay. We can move on to that. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I think we, you have to ask yourself these questions. I think then Aaron and I will kind of answer these. Um, I think one of the things is which one do you kind of trend towards? So for example, Rich and Steven, uh, in, in this example, I tend towards like wanting things to be perfect and expecting perfection from other people and from myself. I think first from yourself. And and I think yeah. you work so hard for that all the time. And when you're a particular, I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm killing it over here being perfect. Why can't everyone else? I mean, you joke about it. it right now, but I do think you feel sure. uh, and an immense amount of pressure to try to be perfect. Yes. Um, I mean, we do, was it rich who has the color coordinated family schedule? Yeah. Yeah, we do too. And when I right. don't remember who, which kid is which color, I honestly feel like, Oh gosh, don't ask. But like, who's, who's, who's yellow? yellow? Who's orange? <laughs> I'm always like, yellow means baseball bat and baseball bat means, I mean, I really try to have these, what Michael Scott, isn't that the office guy when he like uh, has categories, but I can't, they don't work. Right. And I don't ever remember. And I'm like, Steven, who's yellow again? He's like, Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't do that. That's right. It, and so, so I trend towards that. I think you, you t- trend towards, um, a little bit more of the, f- the finding or, or kind of noticing what's going wrong more than anything. I, um, I think I would rephrase that. I think I, and you, you actually, um, complimented me in this last week that I am an effusively grateful person, but when something is not going right, it's like every, you're effusively ungrateful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just can't remember that anything good ever happened. That's That's so true. Where yeah. it's like, but this is what's happening right now. And you're like, right. you literally thanked me for 47 things yeah. this morning. Right, and right like, now it's, the, I forgot this one thing. And now it's all yes. bad. 10 good things, one bad. The bad is the. It's all know. I can see. It, right. it, it fills me. And that is also a protective strategy. Right. I know I, I grew up trying so hard to stop. I mean, I would connect it primarily to my own dad. I didn't want to keep feeling disappointed. I yeah. didn't want to keep hoping that something was going to work out. Yeah, that the relationship was going to be what you wanted. He was going to be different. He would or react to me or mm-hmm. respond to me in a way that I really liked or wanted. Like, and and it didn't happen. Right. Um, the, you know, parentheses there is my dad struggled with undiagnosed bipolar and abuse substances to sort of self soothe. It was a hard relationship. Yeah. And so when I feel disappointed, I feel so mad at myself. Like, mm. gosh, I should have known. Like, why would I have expected this? And right. I do forget. You know, I'll be like. Right, you, know, you you never see me, and you're like, well, like t- literally ten minutes right. ago, you thanked me so much for bringing you down yeah, coffee. I said, like, and you're the, the greatest like, person in the universe. That's not what I meant. <laughs> that doesn't make me yeah. feel seen, and I feel small for wanting whatever. Right. And, and I can have a blind side. Well, and so and so that's that's kind of what's happening for for Rich and Greg here. They're they're kind of stuck in those two those two places of expecting the perfection, or or kind of how did you word it? Because I word it. I didn't word it the way you did. Yeah, but it's how it feels for you. So I think it's just as... Right. Like like 
like this this idea that you're always focusing on what's not going well, right? Um, and missing what is, and and I think you know so so, and then there's others who I, I think for you and I like we we generally feel like a team, even even if um, even if things aren't going great, I don't think that that third one of seeing each other's rivals rather than teammates. Um, is something that ha- that happens for us too much. It's happening here for Greg and Rich, kind of like these things. Like, thematically. Yeah, thematically like, fill into that. But I think that's because of 14 years of therapy. Maybe. Don't, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, sure. We've worked really hard. Sure. To, even in our moments of um, feeling separate to be like, I do know you're for me. Yeah, it tr- doesn't feel yeah, like Yeah, trying to give right each other the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's very common though. Right. And, and so you got to think about it. So I think you know, one of the first places of like thinking about this is you have to reflect on like, do I trend towards one of these more than the other? Um, and, you know, Aaron kind of explained why she trends more towards, you know, not, not seeing what is working or what is going well, but seeing the negative, you know, I, I trend towards the, the perfection. Um, because, I have to say it because I do think they're different. The, I do think there's a focusing on negative. I do think there's a forgetting not appreciating no because i think i'm not (laughs) let me explain i think i got it so (laughs) go ahead i think i think there is that but i do think it is different and i do i i think one of the ways it doesn't matter is because it does feel like that to you that i don't appreciate you but i Uh think you also do feel appreciated Yeah. yeah 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 so i think there's just a difference of like when there's disappointment it can feel like the disappointment floods out it feels Everything a little else. bigger. Yeah, it feels maybe it takes more over. intense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes over. Yeah. That's a, I, that's that's true. That that is really true. Because I I don't feel unappreciated, but in those moments when it is bad and that's where you are, it feels like nothing has ever mattered except that. Right. That you you have thing. never done anything except disappoint right. me. Always. Yep. Yep. Never. Always, I know it's going to be never. a good day when <laughs> when that's happening. But I think um, yeah, we can. That, yeah, and it so, sounds like that's an entire podcast. Yeah, me. and and so for me, kind of the perfectionism falls into. I I grew up in a in a really kind of tight uh, sort of home environment. It, it was actually um, honestly, I, I don't really have anything against you know people having a religion or, or anything like that. But I I grew up in a, a really religious uh, setting that was really tied to there's rules you follow them. You either get it right or you get it wrong. And you better get it right. And and that kind of environment um, was really kind of generated that 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 protective place for me of I need to get it right it, all the time because if I don't, I you know I'm wrong, and then that that means something bad or you know whatever. Well, there was also be. severe punishment. I think that's worth there, it. There there was a lot of punishment there. Yes, and and so. I, I was afraid of that for, for sure. I, yeah. I think um, very much. A so, yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> Just try try to block that part out. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, so I think that that's why the perfectionism comes into play uh, for me, why it comes. And, and so you got to ask yourself, what, what do I trend towards? And, and if I can identify it, like how, how did that come to be? Like, like what was the, what was the benefit of, 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 being this way, really, right? Uh, and then, and then from there, you, you do have to you do have to try and understand how that impacts relationship and the environment around you. Because I think this is the tough part. 
there's nothing wrong with these things being present in our lives. There's nothing wrong with Rich being the way he is. There's nothing wrong with Greg being the way he is. There's nothing wrong with Aaron and I being the way we are. Me. Uh, Aaron and me. I know. I, I also, see, <laughs> talk about talk about punishment for not getting things right now. I, y'all, I'm not great at grammar. Steven has been talking about that one. That's the only reason I said it. And I get, you know, you and me, you and I, you and whoever all mixed up. It's so. just me and I. You flip. Thank you. Are so you? What, how am I supposed to say it? <laughs> I don't even remember what you said. Well, I don't even remember what I was saying now. Well, well there's th- nothing wrong. There's with nothing us. wrong with it, right? But what we do have to realize is that in a relationship, those individual protective strategies, as useful as they are and as needed as they were, do have a cost and an impact on our partner that generally is not something that we want them to be experiencing or incurring. Yeah. It, I, it generates the the disconnection. So I think I, maybe it's semantics, but I think I, I don't know that I completely agree with what you said. I don't think there's anything wrong with us for having had these protective strategies. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, we we're just going to be like this today, aren't we? I also I think when we um, enter into healthy relationships, we want to get our choice back. And I think that what I'm, I'm tracking with you. I get what I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I don't think I think for you to be choosing even for yourself, like to continue to put that kind of pressure on you, yeah, that, that you're pressure supposed of perfectionism. To be perfect, yeah. I, I don't. I don't love that. Yeah. That's not super you. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, I think I. I resonate with what you're saying in that it's not because you're a bad person or a wrong person right. or a wrong protective strategy. Like that worked then. But like mm-hmm. hopefully we're building it, all of us and our relationships, health and security and like, hey, I love you even when you're not perfect. And, right. I, and I don't want to severely punish you if you don't get it right. Right. Um, and you, for me, like, Aaron, I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm going to sometimes. And when I do, it doesn't mean that your needs or wants were silly. Right. That you've never been important or that right. you're, you yep. don't have any value. It, it's not that it, it doesn't mean that extreme. Right. Um, exactly. Um, it, it's, a, it, that, it's obviously hurtful. I, I think that that, correct. I mean, undoubtedly, and there's responsibility and accountability for that. Um, but it also, uh, doesn't mean that I've never like cared about you or, or, or wanted to care about you or, or, or things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think, uh, yes, um, there's nothing wrong with us as people right. for having protective strategies. And I think we do want to start choosing to allow ourselves to be people who make mistakes. Right. And the conversation you have with your partner after you have kind of thought about these things, tried to identify them and tried to share like what it feels like. Like, so, you know, so I think that, you know, we chatted a little bit like what, what it feels like for me, like when you kind of feel in that extreme place, it feels, I think it it feels like there's no, there's no solution and there's nothing that I could do that I'm, that I'm always going to kind of get it wrong. wrong. Right. Right. Um, and, well, and no matter how many times you right, got it right, right, that one time erases it all. Right, right. Right. And I think, and then I think for for me, like as I've heard you describe what it's like 
for me to kind of be in that that perfectionistic place and to be expecting that is it well maybe you should describe it because i think what i understand it to be is like it it's more like my my energy becomes really critical and it kind of fills a space and 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 it it makes the the feeling of the moment uh really kind of like it, the joy is lost um, for sure, you know, and, and it just feels, um, it, it just doesn't feel good. I know that's not like a really clear description, but, but it doesn't feel good for other people to feel, um, like they're so disappointing and the, and, and, you know, to feel my, you know, I get, you know, I can get angry about it and things like that. And that doesn't feel good. No, you don't. Well, I mean, I don't like yell or anything, but I can act kind of like, Kind of grumpy. Kind oh, of, yeah. Like, that's what, maybe that's what, I, I don't mean like I. Um, yeah, you just get, um, yeah, you shut down, you withdraw into yourself and you sort of get um, your your negative energy fills the space. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, but I think the reverse is true. I think that that, I think, is the impact on, of all of these things. I'm feeling like mm-hmm. your partner thinks that you're the enemy. Like, how, how did I become your enemy? Like why? Right, but, right. But I do think that the reason we feel these things is rooted in what has been safe. And so what we're talking about here is moving towards um, growing that security in your couple relationship with your partner for mm-hmm. yourself. Like I want to try to remember that Stephen didn't, you know, didn't make me feel seen in this moment or I feel, and, and really for me, what that looks like is, a lot less focus on right. Steven <laughs> yeah. and like, I feel disappointed or it, I feel really embarrassed when I feel embarrassed. I'm almost always like you made me feel this way. Right. Right. Um, and that is 1 million percent. That's a real thing to have more than a hundred. It's a million. It's percent. math. It sounds <laughs> solid science. Um, that is my story. Uh, I do not like to feel embarrassed. Um, I, right. I don't want to have, wanted that relationship and not get it. And, and I'm going to say something kind of directly straightforwardly here. Like I think sometimes when we have these kinds of discussions or uh, like with our community at times, there's, there's kind of responses or there, or there's ways of um, hearing this where one partner will be like, no, really like my partner never does anything. And my partner does do all these things wrong. And, and there's like kind of a doubling down on some of this stuff. And, or I think it, if you think, um, ex- having an explanation for something somehow excuses it. Right. Yeah. So for me and Steven to know how we can come to one another and react in these ways doesn't mean we're saying, so now we have to accept that about each other. Yeah. It's totally cool. Steven, when you're kind of just filling the space and with your perfectionistic, you know, needs. Yeah. Like, and, and that's awesome. Okay. I understand, you know, (laughs) that's just who you are. That's how you were raised. I have to accept that. That's not at all what we mean. We are saying you have to understand how these things came to be so you can have any chance for choosing something else. And you can't double down and be like, my partner does this. And then as if to say, and I don't do anything. Um, When, when a couple relationship is disconnected and when a couple relationship is not what you want it to be. It it is it is a it is a two person dynamic, and the the goal is not to sit there and try to uh, address blame 
and to try and say, you're doing this more than me. The, the goal, I think, is to try and understand yourself, to understand the places of accountability for yourself, and to try and communicate that to your partner and for you to, to, to take, like to have empathy and accountability. And I, I think, think the that, exception to that, and we are never talking to this relationship anyway, is right. in abuse. Yeah. Abusive relationships are totally different. Where, <laughs> yes. Like that is. I just think it's still worth it. Yes. Like we're talking about. Those, you need to be in therapy. Yeah. That, out of them. That yeah. is not okay. You know, right. if, if you. If that is you, not, that is not who we're. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. We're, we're, these are, you know, healthy relationships wanting to grow, but that get stuck. Yeah. Disconnected um, perhaps or. Yeah. yeah. And and so I do, I do think that that is something really important to keep in mind in this conversation because the that being that we both have responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that we both have responsibility and and then understanding one another's tendencies is not to excuse it. Like I don't like it, Aaron. Aaron. Uh I don't I don't like it when it feels like there is you, like, all or nothing. All or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you don't like it when I put the weight or pressure of perfectionism on you. Which is also all or nothing. Right, mm-hmm. right. And again, all or nothing thinking is almost always rooted in some trauma. Right. Or 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 some kind of hurt. It, sure. You know, some kind some place where things haven't a felt wound. safe. A I, wound. I think that's a yeah, better, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to um, be. Because not everyone has, you know. Significant yeah, trauma. Yeah. And, and so... But, so I think the thing is, is to, Aaron and I know that we don't like that. And, and I don't it, it necessarily just say, oh, well, just treat me however. But, but I do think it helps. <laughs> I do think it helps us to be compassionate to each other and to be able to say like, hey, like we've talked about this and it feels like it's happening again. Like, I, I don't like it. Like, it, and that is the cue to be like, ah, yes, I'm doing that. I'm putting that perfectionistic pressure um, on you, or I'm, you know, kind of put in the all or nothing kind of pressure. Okay. Like, and and then it's up to us as individuals to, to make the, the changes and the and adjustments. And figure out where that is coming from. Because again, mm-hmm. when we are in these places, it's, something is happening for us. It is our body's yeah. way of saying something's important and we are reverting to a protective place for a reason. Yeah. And I think that's the other reason explanations are so helpful because it takes even the self shame out because being in a shame place, even within our own bodies, is stuck. We we mm. cannot find healing when it's like, what's wrong with me? Why do I do that? Like, oh, right. oh. Right. Um, that it, and then it all becomes about me, about like, yeah. oh, I'm always going to do this to you. I'm always like that, rather than like taking some choice back. Right? How did this come to be, and how can I choose something else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think there are some practical things. You know, like I, I think one of the things, like if if it's sort of a you know, kind of a, a noticing of always what's not working, you know, maybe you can take it, take an effort. And you kind of mentioned writing things down to, to write down three things in a day that you feel are working between you and your partner, things that you do think your partner is really doing great and contributing, you know, to, and, and, and like efforts in that way. I, I think for me, when it comes to the per- perfectionistic, you know, place, like some things that I realized that I had to do is I had to, I did have to go to therapy. I did have to, um, try and understand the anxiety that I felt that sort of drove that need 
for perfectionism. Um, there was, you know, honestly for me, there needed to be some spiritual kind of interaction and, and, and healing around how that those kinds of ideas of religion and perfectionism that, that I experienced. Um, but then also, uh, you know, I had to challenge myself a little bit in having things not be perfect, you know? So, so what that kind of looks like for me is, um, one of the, one of the ways that I can kind of get hung up is just sort of on the organization of, of, you know, a room or, or something like that. And I had to be willing to kind of challenge myself to be like, you know, what is at the end of the world, that this room looks the way it looks. No, it isn't. What, what is like, is it more important for me to make this room look perfect? Or is it more important for me to engage with the people in the room right now? And sometimes it was, no, I, I can work on the room. Other times it's like, no, I need to engage with, with the people here and I can worry about the room later. Like I had to do some of that kind of assessing and evaluating and, and challenging of myself um, in those areas. Um, and then I, I think in terms of feeling like a team, like, are there things that help you and your partner feel more like a team? Like, I, I think, um, you know, one of the ways that that happens uh, for for our, our life is when we do stuff outside. I, I think we feel like a team outside. Sometimes we don't feel like a team inside. Um, <laughs> but But for some reason, outside helps or when we're like doing stuff, you know, sports wise for the kids or whatever, I, I think we feel pretty teamish. Um, so what? you know, are there contexts that help you and your partner feel more like a team? And do you need to try and, you know, be in those contexts a little bit more because, uh, there's other contexts that don't feel that way, you know, just try to think of some practical things in a week that, that could shift that. I right. Think. I, I think I really like that. And I don't, I, it's not for some reason. I think most people feel, I mean, physiologically outside helps yeah, people. There's, there's some people there's who don't like being like, outside, you know? Sure. Um, I see you people who don't want to be outside. <laughs> I validate you and I recognize you. I'm not saying everyone Maybe has inside to love makes the... you feel just like being outside oh makes us feel. I mean, you know. Are you finished? Maybe we should be finished. <laughs> um, but I do think uh, I like what you said about finding the things that do make you feel like a team. Um, we have a whole thing on like your family ethic. Like what mm -hmm. are the things that make us and us? Um, yeah. That make your family who you are. Yeah. yeah. The third section of every weekly worksheet or the, I don't know which section I think it's the third is about third, like the family yeah. reflection and right. really reinforcing like, how does this apply to our family and how yeah. do we want this to apply to our family? Whatever the, this, the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Is, how do you but, take these kind of like coupled things, these individual and then couple, you know, reflections and apply them to your family to create the family that you want? Yeah, totally. And yeah. I think, I just think that's so important because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I mean, our you, whole life right now is wrapped up in who are we as individuals? Who are we as a couple? And, yeah. and what kind of family are we working to be? Yeah. And if you want, if you're like, oh, that's a check out the weekly worksheets sure. and, and you can, you can, um, you know, kind of engage and engage in that process of, you know, trying to discover what, what these things could be. Um, but you know, these are, these are mistakes, honestly, that I don't know a couple. I don't think I've ever met a couple who's not making one of these three mistakes or making all three of them or doing two and a half of them. I, you know, like <laughs> well, it just happens. Protective. Right. It's part, it's, it's part of being human. Um, yes. and we kind of use the word mistakes, you know, just cause, you know, people are like, Ooh, mistakes. I want to, you know, like that, that kind of, it, 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 it kind but of, I think it is. 
Yeah. I think we don't mean to be doing this. And when yeah. we step back, yeah. we want to be doing something else. I don't ever want to make you feel like the 99 things you did that I loved didn't matter. And that right. one thing that really hurt was the only thing yeah. that did. Yeah. Um, I, I don't it. like that. I don't. I th- and I think that when I do that, like it is a mistake. Like, right. Oh, I did. I did have the a, right. Uh, sort of wound focused re- right. reaction to that. And and the thing is, is that these mistakes, I guess all I'm trying to say is like, I don't think you need to need to kind of give yourself a hard time for them taking place. I think honestly, in, in a lot of ways, these mistakes, when they happen, can be the place for you and your partner to connect. They can be the, the, the conversations and the, the reflections catalyst. that need to happen for you to say, oh, and that happened. How, how can we how can we change that? And, and let's think about that together. And so the mistakes. And where was that coming from? Yeah. The mm-hmm. mistakes themselves can, can be the avenue into, into the connection. Do you want to be on the same team as your partner? Our Couples Counseling for Parents membership is a practical, intentional resource you need. We give partners weekly ways to connect, our members-only podcasts, and access to our library of workshops with great content like our in-law series, which can help you and your partner have the relationship you want with your in-laws. So be a team. Go to CouplesCounselingForParents.com and join our membership today. Today's show was produced by Aaron and Stephen Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the follow button and leave us a rating. This helps our content become more visible to others who might enjoy it, and it lets us know how we can keep improving the show. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.